0: And now is when you announce a new company policy to take a week off to watch Netflix.
1: Welcome to 33 Tangents, a roundtable discussion covering a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Your hosts, Jason Thompson, John Moran, Jen Coons, and myself, Jim Driscoll, all live in different areas of the world, but work together in the same company. Our regular, day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't realize you put the coffee maker in your office. Yeah, just because it looks cool in the background.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My guess was that you ran out of room in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> you keep buying things
1: and also
2: you know? and also that I'm trying I'm trying to uh, you know keep it balanced. if I had all my coffee gear on the countertops it would take up all the countertops
0: and instead of like a garage space you should have like a like mm-hmm. an extra kitchen space <laughs> like a kitchen workshop
2: So so I've got off of my kitchen I've got this um dining room that no one ever uses it's like a formal dining room. I guess they're mm-hmm. out of vogue like we just eat in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, man, how cool would it be to wall this off and make this into like a professional kitchen, full on, like upgraded to like professional gear, have a walk in like freezer. Oh, this would be amazing.
0: (laughs) That'd be cool. You should
2: have it like as a, as
0: a project, project. I'm
2: sure it'd kill any retail resale value of the house, but I think it'd be amazing.
0: And then you'd wonder why that wasn't your regular kitchen.
2: I know, I know, because because I'm a I'm honestly a bit weird like that because everyone looks at the utility items in the kitchen and they're like, okay, what are the right colors? What's the scheme that matches together? I'm like, I want a big old industrial Hobart dishwasher that just is like you know metal and you throw it on. Have you guys seen? Have you guys ever worked in a kitchen? I mean, that's what I want. And it, like okay, that doesn't really fit the style of the house or the color scheme. I'm like, I don't care. It's about utility. <laughs>
1: yeah, they the, the kind of dishwasher where you don't have to like wipe anything off. You just put the dishes in, yeah, and they come out sparkling.
2: Yeah, in in like two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: and like 800 so, degrees. <laughs>
2: anyway, but yeah, that's why I was I was late. My microphone didn't work, but I was rushed because I was um I was trying to make a drink
1: before nice. we started. <laughs> <laughs> jason and i yesterday got into you know the intricacies of coffee and even started just talking about like the hell a coffee you know i didn't i never realized this how you grind the coffee will affect the taste of it so i'm like i because I, I get the whole bean and then grind it so i'm like i I'm got to play around with uh, my grinder settings and see if like uh you know it, 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 if it changes anything
2: yeah and and you know the more manual you go like there's so many variables um And I am, I'm on day five of the new machine and there's so much to learn. And, and one of the things that I'm, I'm learning is temperature. And so that was one of the reasons I was late to the recording is I didn't get up in time to turn it on. Technically it heats up in two minutes. The water's hot, um, within Mm -hmm. the temperature range within two minutes, but it doesn't make a very good espresso in two minutes. Um, it just is really sour. And so what I've learned is the machine really wants to heat up for about 40 45 minutes so that every component in there is hot and then when you brew a, a shot of espresso it's it's much better. So I was I was a little compressed on my time. It's not the most energy efficient no. way to make espresso. <laughs> it's not the most efficient way to do anything like you know. I can I can make a decent cup in my Nespresso machine in like 90 seconds. But yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes slower is, is okay. So, anyway, are we uh, are we ready to chat? What are we chatting? Yeah, are we, are I was these? actually
1: thinking that that uh, slower is better might actually be a uh, a decent segue into one of the items I have on my uh, my list for this week. Um, so last week we. Uh, we, we, we talked about you know what's on our reading list whether it's books we have you know we're planning to to, to read in the near future stuff that we've read that we recommend to people um, and we wrapped up with John saying we should do like our movie recommendations So like this is a, a broad you know set of recommendations whether it's you know specifically documentaries, movies or just like you know, what's in your Netflix queue um, you know, w- w- what are recommendations we can give the people to, to, to go check out? Um, and so what I was saying was, you know, when you were talking about slower is better Where I'm thinking we could segue is like that, that's actually one of the items I have on my list today And like this is something Jason I keep in my my Netflix queue regularly because it's it, 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 it's something um, really really cool. It, I have this under like the interesting category and it's something you recommended to me years ago, and it's called Slow TV. It's the uh, train ride from Bergen to Oslo.
2: And, so I mean, awesome. it's like
1: eight hours long. If, it's, if I, it's, if,
2: a, it's a real-time train ride.
1: Yeah. They, they basically mounted a camera to the front of the train and then also have a microphone on the inside of the train. So you hear the, the commotion. And, yeah, it's, it's a real-time train ride. So, of course, the camera goes black when you go through tunnels from Bergen to Oslo, Norway. And it's just it, it's just really really cool. You know, you sit there and just watch the countryside go by. So sometimes when I just need like a little bit of white noise or something like that in the background, I put that on because like you you hear the uh, the station calls. I like, can you know, the, the, the approaching station. You see the countryside going by, and then you just hear commotion of people talking in the background, and it's it, it's a really interesting experience.
2: Yeah, that is a fun one. And I do the same whenever I just want to like zone out. It's I I don't know what it is about it, but it is so like chill. <laughs> just sitting mm-hmm. there watching that. It um, is. Where do you see this? Is it on the YouTube? This is on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, Netflix.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And what was it called again? Slow TV. You said.
1: S- yes, Slow TV. Uh, train ride from Bergen to Oslo. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it really, really, really is, and it, it it's. It's a different perspective on things, especially like. And now I'm going to get all philosophical and whatnot. You know, people rushing to to get stuff done, and again, talking about you know the you know taking time to make a good cup of coffee. Like this is fun just to sit back and watch a train ride, and you you just see things go by. Because if you think about it today, and again, I I don't want to get too philosophical and too ranty and way too off. You know, on, on too much of a side tangent, but like. Yeah, you think about it, you, you see everybody with their, their face down in, in in a phone. This is fun. You're kind of just sitting there taking in, you know, just a, a, a slow little train ride. Yeah. really cool.
2: And, and the reason I, I really like it, um, and this is going to tie back to our conversation last week about summer reading is, I, I mentioned one of my all-time favorite books is Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Uh, and in the beginning, he's talking about, the, his belief that the interstate system and cars kind of ruined the, the travel experience. He's like, you know, he's like, I drive past these cars of people that are on the interstate and they're trying to get from A to B and they're angry and they're in a rush and the kids are in the back seat and their heads are buried in something. And he's like, that's why I love the motorcycles. It's so freeing. I'm just in this current moment and enjoying everything that's around me. And that's, that's kind of what the whole, thought behind that that film is it's like you know it's not a rush to get there it's enjoy enjoy Mm -hmm. the traveling um so I I really like that that aspect of it I I had a hard time prepping for this episode there are so many good films so I don't I don't know what if you guys put a lot of thought into you know what what you wanted to to talk about but I I I forced myself to to just documentary film because that's that's what I watch the most And I, and I had a a list of like 500 documentaries long that are all amazing and that I want everyone to watch, but I limited it to like things that are currently available on either Netflix or Amazon so that if people are listening, they can, they can go out and watch. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my short list and there's some really good ones in there. Um, But I'd love to hear kind of what what you guys are, are thinking currently watching.
1: Yeah. So I went back into my Netflix queue to, to get like the specific titles. And unfortunately a couple of them, like I could talk to, but I couldn't find the actual title. I guess it's no longer on, on Netflix, but yeah, I kind of limited my stuff to, to mostly like, you know, some form of documentary, um, and really, you know, was looking through Netflix and then I started categorizing them. Like I have a couple here that are like for fun or, you know, like I said, you know, interesting. And then just, um, other things you know for like you know to, to, to learn something new i have like one under like a, i just gave it a category of business um so th- th- that's the way i did it and I, I picked out a few specific ones um i don't have an exhaustive list but you know i figure at least you know bring a few to the table for for us to chat about
2: let's do it
1: cool so where do you want to? Hopefully, start? hopefully John to...
2: didn't. Hopefully, John didn't just focus on documentary as well. Or is that were we supposed to focus on documentary?
1: I, the, the, the conversation was around like you know it started off with you know documentaries. So, but I mean it, it, we we can make it a bit broader if we've got some other suggestions. Fair enough.
2: I'm. I, go ahead. I was going to say I, I
0: did not think about documentaries mainly because I'm looking for documentaries to watch. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll I, have a list I have a list for you, John.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah.
2: All and right. I also and I also have a challenge, and maybe I'll leave that to the end.
1: Yeah, definitely leave that to the end. Okay. Okay. Alright. So who wants to kick it off?
0: Uh I'll kick it off. <laughs> I guess it's was <laughs> my topic, but um full disclaimer is I actually don't watch all that much Netflix recently, or I, but I'd like to more. So I'm looking for suggestions for this. But I have that said, I have seen a, a few things very int- uh, recently that I found very interesting. Uh, one of the the series on Netflix that I've been addicted to, and again, I haven't watched every episode yet. I kind of space it out. Is called uh, Black Mirror. Do you guys know this show? Um, it's, it's basically, I think it's four seasons now, the fifth season's coming out soon. Every episode is very, um, the story is in isolation from each other. They're almost like little, like short films uh, with the common theme of them taking place usually in the near future. Um, and basically the idea is that it extrapolates some trend of new technology and Weaves into all the potentially unintended consequences of that new technology um, hitting uh, hitting us. Uh, like some notable episodes as, as teasers um, that I recall. Um, the first one I watched there was uh, it was basically about uh, um, in the near future where you're able to get like an implant in you behind your ear that allows you to record everything that you've ever seen with your eyes, basically, and be able to play back memories, which, you know, on the surface sounds like a good thing, some kind of superhuman power like that. But then, I mean, the episode goes into some examples, and I mean, it's done in a dramatic way. Um, It's not a a documentary. Um, It's done in a dramatic way to kind of show where things can go awfully wrong, Um, you know? It reminds, it reminds
2: me of a, a modern-day Twilight Zone.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone actually mentioned that to me recently, too, and I somehow did not make that comparison initially, but it totally is like a, a modern revamp of Twilight Zone, which I, I love as well.
2: I grew up watching that. I grew up watching Twilight Zone, um, the the you know, the black and white, back when it was like black and white series. And Oh, yeah, me and, too. And it probably warped my mind a little bit, but yeah. that's yeah. When I when I first started watching, I'm like, this feels like a, a modern day Twilight Zone, and it's freaking me the hell out.
0: Yeah, no, it's really good, and I, I feel like it. Um, it actually, I don't want to, to to um to exaggerate too much, but I mean, I do feel like it. It somehow helps a little bit with sometimes work related, or you know, people that probably listen to our podcast just because we're always thinking about new technologies and yeah, you know, whether it be privacy or, or whatnot. And, and this is just another way to kind of expand your thinking into, um, seeing how things could go very for sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you have a favorite episode? Um,
0: I actually really like that one, uh, that I mentioned with, the the, the memory implant.
2: Yeah. The, the um, gaming company.
0: Yeah. Yep, and then there was yep. another one um, I recently watched. Uh, I remember the, the title of the episode because it was such – it's a very jarring title, but it's called Hang the DJ. And basically it's about, uh, That's
2: about my this favorite futuristic
0: – uh, oh, you've seen that as well? yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's about, my, like, it's this my futuristic, favorite one. Yeah, dating app of sorts. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and there's always some twist at the end. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very – very entertaining.
2: But speaking of analytics, that was kind of the whole idea behind it, right? Is this, this dating app like could predict everything. like, And it yeah. would predict your your perfect match and how long you were going to be with the current person you're with. And it was, yeah, totally. extremely crazy. Anyway, yeah, that was a good one. So
0: that was one. Uh, another one I recently watched, which I think is actually an awesome movie, but is under the radar, especially on the American side, I feel like. Um, I don't even know if it's promoted in Netflix in, in the U.S., but this movie called *The Wandering Earth*. I don't know if you've mm. seen that promoted. It no. actually—it's a Chinese movie. Actually, it was totally produced in China, but it's unlike—it's a—it's very like it's a—it's a, it's a high-budget science fiction film, and worldwide, it actually grossed, uh, I think, as much or more than *Avatar* did. Like it—it's a—it was a huge movie worldwide, but it was. It never came to the West, basically. But it's on mm. Netflix now, available to watch.
2: What's it called? Um,
0: the, uh, the Wandering Earth. And it's a very, oh, like, uh, extreme, I mean, it has, like, a very extreme plot, basically, where the the idea, it's, you know, it takes place on Earth in the future, where the, the sun basically implodes, and the, the only hope for survival is basically moving the entire Earth to another uh Another solar system, <laughs> but it's actually, I mean, it's, so it's, it's very high budget. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's interesting. It actually was a lot more, I was a lot more into it than I than anticipated. I, at first I heard about it, um, because of the fact that it was such a big movie worldwide. And I was like, why did I never hear about this movie? Um, so I started watching it and I really got into it, but it just kind of blew my mind. Um, it sounds bad, but just, you know, I mean, honestly, like to... I mean, it's... Or I, I guess I'm trying to say, like, uh, it's awesome how Netflix promotes movies internationally nowadays.
2: Mm, yeah. And
0: movies that you would not normally be able to, to watch otherwise.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think I have one... I don't know if it was made internationally or not. There's one um, about um, some murders in Iceland. Uh, it's called *Out of Thin Air*. Hmm, um, I, think I, think it's a, I think it's a British film, um, but hmm. it's about it's about these six um, kids that were convicted of this really bizarre murder in Iceland, and they're kind of re-examining the evidence forty years later. Um, uh-huh. It's it's really really. It's really, really interesting. I had that on, oh, my, cool. on my list of, of recommendations. So, yeah, out of thin air. I did want to mention one more,
0: not to to be amiss without putting some food-related uh, <laughs> show in there. Uh, so I've been really watching, uh, and there's a lot of them now. I mean, I've always been on Chef's Table and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if you saw the new one uh, Netflix has called Street Food.
2: I ha- I have it in my queue, but I haven't watched it yet.
0: Yeah, so I've been into this one. Basically, every episode focuses on a different city, and it focuses basically about the street food culture in that city, and uh, drills down usually into two or three specific uh, food hawkers, food vendors, and mm-hmm. kind of goes into their story as well. Um, but there's a lot of you know food porn kind of kind of scenes in there as well. And the, the first episode's in Bangkok, so it cool. always intrigues me. But um, it- yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to to watch that one. I'm I'm watching a series right now called The Wild Chef. Hmm,
0: I haven't uh, it's seen that about one.
2: this it's about this French Canadian chef and his sous chef, and they just travel all around Canada to um just crazy locations and just cook out out in the hmm. wild. Um and, and they, oh, wow. they they take this kind of beaten down um, stove and they strap it in the back of their pickup truck and they just drive and they just go to like destinations like you know on the on the seashore in the middle of the the woods and they'll just cook something and um he really loves foie gras so he throws it in almost everything but he uses really kind of interesting ingredients and comes up with just really interesting anyway it's 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 very entertaining that's awesome. um, uh, so yeah, that's that's a good one on the food, and I think there's only a couple seasons of it, unfortunately, because I'm I'm like man, I wish there was a ton of these. But yeah, The Wild Chef, I, I've, I'm really enjoying that one. Okay, I'll add that to my list. Yes. So I have a I have a couple, um, on extreme ends of the the spectrum. I have a ton, man. I'm looking at my list. I'm like, there's so <laughs> many good ones. <laughs> Um, How long is this list that you're looking at right now? That you, the that one you I'm looking at right now is about <laughs> 35 movies, so we're, right. I'm definitely not going to get through them all. Next but I five have... that podcast
0: will be Jason's. Best.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have two on the extreme ends. Uh, so on the extreme end of, and so many people around this area have watched this. Um, so you know, if you're from the Intermountain West, you've probably already seen this and it's old news. But you guys may have never even heard of it. Um, and, and it's called um, Abducted in Plain Sight. Okay, so the reason why it's popular here is because it, it happens in, in Idaho. It happens in, uh, in a Mormon community. And it is just bizarre as, as all can be. And I guarantee you, within the first five minutes of you watching this, you're going to stop and say what the hell is going on here? It is so bizarre. It's, without giving away the plot of it, it's it's basically a neighbor, um, uh, an adult neighbor male kidnapping a young female girl who, who lives next door right under the parents' nose. Like, it wasn't a, you know, violent grab and, and run off. It was a... Mm right under their their nose he abducted this girl and and brainwashed her and it is bizarre as bizarre can be and through I, I guarantee like every five minutes you're just gonna stop and be like how is this even possible it is it is crazy so that one if you just want to watch something completely bizarre and be like what the hell is happening here that one is the one on the far opposite side if you just want to feel good funny laugh, the parking lot movie is amazing. It's about like these overeducated master's degree students, artists that are law attendants in a parking lot, and they're crass and they're rude and they hate drivers with fancy cars, and it is just hilarious. I think it. I want to say it's in New Jersey, somewhere in the East Coast. I want to say New Jersey or something. And
1: New Jersey would be apropos. Yeah,
2: it's it's just absolutely it just complete 90 minutes of pure entertainment and laugh
1: i'd never heard of it so i'm definitely yeah gonna, i think it's on
2: it. i think that one's available on uh, amazon prime okay so <laughs> i'm gonna have to go back and watch it i think it's made in 2009 or 2010 um i i probably saw it like six or seven years ago i i, I definitely need to go back and watch it yeah and, and one where... of and... oh go ahead
1: no i was just say we're driving home from the shore last night we're like you know with uh you know, the TV the TV season wrapping up. We're like, oh, we need to find some some series to, to, to watch, you know, over the summer. So I, you know, a couple of these are from you know, I've wrote written down. So this is perfect. You know, we, we we were just talking last night about this.
2: And if you want a full list of things, I'll give you a full list. One in the middle that's just a feel good, like beautiful documentary. And John, I think you recommended this to me. Sky ladder.
0: No. Wasn't no? me? Nope. Not me. Cannot take credit. I <laughs> swear you recommended
2: it. it to me. Skyladder. Skyladder. Um, you need is... a column
0: in your, your list for who recommended it. <laughs> I know. But I, I swear <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe list... I did do it, actually. You did.
2: I swear you recommended it. It's the guy It's the guy <laughs> oh, that yeah. does art with um, fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right?
0: And I, I did recommend this. I okay. I, I,
2: I know I saw it. Um, no, yeah, you, I, 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 I yeah, I, you recommended it to me.
0: I did not remember the name at all. But okay. Yes. It was really was good. good one. Re- and yeah. visually
2: really stunning.
0: Yeah, no, that was an amazing film. I'm remembering it now. Okay.
2: <laughs> you need to write down a list of who you recommended films to It's true, it's true. I was so
0: I was so adamant that I didn't do it,
1: but I
2: probably did. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. So I can keep going. So you guys got to jump in because I, yeah. I have a... Well, it's funny.
1: I've, I've got a similar list. Like I've got like the, the, the serious ones and then the fun ones. So like on the on the serious side, like one of the things here is um, it's called The Smartest Guys in the Room. It's about the whole Enron scandal. So one of the things I, I think Enron happened right around the same time as, as 9-11. So you, you, Enron really kind of came crashing down October 2001. So even though it, it, it happened afterward, it was still being overshadowed by the events of 9-11. So I, I don't think people really took, you know, were able to fully take in how bad Enron was. Um, so th- this really dissects what they did, how long they were doing it, as far as cooking the books. Because everyone talks about, all well, they cook the books. Well, how exactly did they do that, that they fooled the majority of the employees, if not all employees, they fooled investors, they fooled the SEC, everybody. So it's like, if you, if you want to see about like you know, how good they were about cooking the books, uh, The Smartest Guys in the Room is is something to watch. Definitely um, check that one out. Yeah. But something on the more lighter side of things, this is a series on Netflix. And I recommend this for anybody who, who grew up in the 70s or 80s. It's called The Toys That Made Us. Mm-hmm. So nostalgia, all the toy- huh? Exactly, but it, it goes through like how did the toys get to where they were? Especially it's like all the toys that live on in lore. Uh, for again, for anybody who grew up in the '70s or '80s, um, Legos, Transformers, Barbie, all of those the, the, those toys. And you, you know, part of it is is they they show the business side of it, like how did they make those toys popular in the U.S.? Because like Transformers, for example, were an import from Japan um but again yeah it's just the fun of it like how did they come up with that and you know how did they market it and again you know those who grew up in the 80s you know like saturday morning cartoons were nothing but 30 minute commercials (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so no I, i definitely recommend the toys that made us
2: that's gonna make me uh yeah i didn't have a ton but i i was i was into transformers
1: I was too. I I was into the, like I that, was, that. I was I was like very protective
2: of my Optimus Prime.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> so I, that that was a Christmas gift one year for me. Optimus. Yeah, Prime. I think it was for I me liked,
2: as well. I was so excited I, about that.
1: Oh, same here. Um, so that that uh, yeah that that brought back some memories watching that. They've like they it's so it's like um I want to say it's like eight one hour episodes, eight mm. or ten one hour episodes. GI Joe is another one. And, you know, they, they, they talk about it with, with GI Joe, you know, it was basically like, you, know, you had Barbie out for girls and it's like, how do we make a doll for boys to market to boys? You know, we use the same, same materials, the same, everything for boys. So, you know, okay, well we're, we're not going to call it a doll. We're going to call it an action figure. And we're going to change it in just these ways that we then market it to boys. Um, so th- that, that was an interesting episode.
2: Very interesting. And just as a side tangent, so we can go off on a little tangent here. People may be listening and be like, "What the hell? Or does this have to do with digital analytics, or, or what you guys talk about?" But I was thinking as we were talking through this, it is this this episode encapsulates the way that we work. You know, like mm-hmm. we we we're, we're okay to be human and, and have likes and, and, and not only that talk about it with the people that we work with, not only internally, but with our clients. And, um, I, I was on a call yesterday with Bryant who works at 33 he's, um, just getting into building a saltwater reef tank at, in his house. Um, and he was talking with one of our clients about the process of building a reef. they had like a 10, 15 minute conversation about it. Uh, anyway, I think it's like cool that we, you know, We we don't have to have this 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 uh, mask where we're like nope. All we do is talk about work You know we're we're human. So I think this is such a cool episode of like this is just reality. This is this is how we operate. You know,
1: and you know and and to that point too. Like I think uh, you know and and another dimension of that too is is you know when people think of documentaries they think of stuff that's boring
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: dry. And I think we have a lot of the stuff that we've talked about is things that we could take away. Um, you know, if if we focus specifically on work, we could take away and it's still something interesting. Yeah. You know, if we, we, we talk about like the toy market, you know, how do they market that stuff to kids and, you know, how do they say, okay, we've got one product here that is specifically for say girls. How do we market it to, 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 to boys and whatnot. For sure. Um, And then just, you know, some of the other, you know, the the things we've talked about. Yeah. It's fun to just talk about like, yeah, I'm into this thing and, and sharing it.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, before I forget, John, I want you to add to your to your list. God knows where I am, if I haven't recommended that one before.
0: Okay.
2: It's it is a beautiful film, but absolutely heartbreaking and tragic. So don't don't watch it when you're in like a a melancholy down mood because it will just suck you down. Um, but it is it is absolutely gut wrenching and fascinating. It's, it's about this lady, I believe in, in New Hampshire. Um, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. She was, I think, committed by her sister to a state mental hospital, um, and then had been discharged and everyone lost track of her. And somehow she ends up in a home in, in New Hampshire and not an abandoned house. It was like maybe a summer house or something, um, because this is in the, in the coming into winter time. And I, I think it is a summer house where it's someone's home. It's fully stocked, but no one's there um, because it's, it's the winter and they've maybe gone to another city. And she ends up living in this house and getting apples and stuff from the yard um, for four or five months until she finally dies um, in the house I think of starvation. Um, but she keeps a daily journal, which when they found her, they discovered the journal and they used the journal to then piece together the film and her actions over these four months in this in this home. Um, it absolutely just amazing, beautiful movie. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll
0: look at that as well.
2: Yeah. On the lighter side, to balance that out, um, I would also recommend Raiders. It, it is. Have you seen it, Jim?
1: You recommended it to me. I sat I, down and watched it. That one was good. Did you Did yeah. you enjoy it?
2: Yes, it's, it's so good. It's a It's a shot for. It's a so. First of all, it starts with a group of kids. I mean, we're talking under twelve. I think um, most of them that set out to make a shot by shot remake of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> oh yeah, and, I've heard of this. And they they shoot every scene except the scene with the Nazi in the plane that cuts his head off um when the propeller flies into him right Mm -hmm. um that that was like the only scene they hadn't made so they they're getting together i want to say what 30 or 40 years later yeah like
1: they're they're now like in their 40s they're they're
2: married they have their own kids (laughs) and and they're going to make the final shot to to piece into their their movie of the the, this shot by shot remake it is it is awesome (laughs) it is really good i'm glad you watched it jim
1: yeah, no, that one was that, that one was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah,
0: that looks cool. Yeah, I'm just watching the little trailer of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another another one I have been watching. I forgot. Um, there's a it's kind of a documentary uh, or not? It's like a docu series, I guess, on Formula One. Uh, race car drivers. It's just called. I think it's just called Formula One. Drive to survive. I want to say, yeah, drive to survive. Uh, I always liked watching Formula One, um, but even if you're not into it, it's just it's it's very well produced, and I and I think anyone will um you'll come to appreciate how much goes into those races behind the scenes. I think yeah. it's just how it's it's crazy. I mean, there's there's a lot of sub stories in there too, where it's there's like a David versus Goliath kind of thing with like a small team trying to compete against, you know, one of the, one of the big, big money teams and just, you know, everything that's that's behind that. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of racing, that's, that's definitely a good one.
2: I, I, I'm not so much, but I, I really enjoyed Senna. Mm, Hmm. Did you watch that one?
0: I, I, I did. Yeah.
2: I mean, and that, yeah. That one is so good, and that that one's about a Formula One racer, Brazilian, I think, mm-hmm. um, race champion, and he died in in his early 30s, and in, in, I think in an on on track accident. Um, but that one was really good, and I have seen that that other series pop up, and I haven't got to it, but yeah, it's fascinating. Um, There's so much to watch. I know. But that's one of those ones where it's not something that I w- I watch Formula One racing on on TV, but the documentaries are fascinating.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's probably partly why your documentaries are so great too. It brings you into a world that you wouldn't normally be yeah for it, sure n- normally now. What if we switch it up? How about uh, are there any guilty pleasure types mm-hmm. of shows that you watch <laughs> well, that you that you wish were not on your. Uh, History?
1: <laughs> well, no, I, I've got I've got like i am I'm gonna have to go pull up my for. history now. Yeah, I, I, I'm a sucker for, it, but I wouldn't necessarily say I I wouldn't call it a full guilty pleasure one. I'm ashamed to have another. I'm a sucker for like health and nutrition documentaries, um, just because like I'm constantly looking for new ways to be eat better, be you know be more fit and whatnot. Um, my problem though with a lot of those is that they come in with a bias now granted everybody has a bias I'm not going to fool myself and think people don't have a bias but what I found with a lot of them is they come in with the conclusion already made and then tell the story around to get that conclusion instead of me in like the the perfect world I believe like a documentary is is I've got this hypothesis and the documentary is the process of proving or Disproving that 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 hypothesis uh, But the 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 problem is is like this one. I couldn't find it on Netflix anymore. It used to be on there I think it's the best one yet where he followed that I have this hypothesis about the state that you know, we as Americans are in as being overweight unfit and and whatnot and he's not there to try to sell you any particular eating, um, you know, regimen, you know, whether it's juicing or veganism or, you know, paleo diet, he's not selling you that, but he breaks down each category. And it it, it was great because he broke down like, okay, what's on our food today versus say 50 years ago? And is that a problem? And then he's like, let's talk about portion sizes. And then let's talk about how other countries view same meals versus how we do. Uh, and again it's killing me that i was spent like a half an hour yesterday trying to find the the name of this documentary because like again i look at like other ones like forks over knives like that that's one my brother-in-law's recommended me watch a couple times but i started it and within five minutes turned off because i'm like this is a vegan infomercial not gonna lie that that's exactly is is. that
2: like the whole kind of series what was the one that kind of kick-started that whole thing with the supersize me is it kind of in that supersize me yeah okay
1: yeah, I mean, I've watched Super Size Me, but this this one again, I, I I'm gonna I'm still looking for it, and I'll if I can find the title, I'll put it in the show notes so I can give the the, the guy the proper credit. He did what I feel a health and nutrition documentary should do. You pose a hypothesis, and then you come at it from very, every angle. He he looked at all the various ways people eat, like whether it's plant-based, meat-based, fat-based, carbohydrate-based, all that, but then also looked at other habits. Like there's this one segment where he did um, portion sizes, and he said the part of the problem where we're at now is portion sizes, and like he did this experiment with two different size plates, and he says, like, the bigger the plate, we we just pile on more food. We instinctively just fill the size of the plate, you know. So if if you're trying to get things under control, force yourself to have a smaller plate. You'll eat less. So I, I, I digress at the moment, but that I'm a sucker for those kind of ones. But yeah, like the, the problem is, is there's a, a lot of crap ones out there that uh, yeah I've started watching and just have turned off.
2: It looks like I have two things that I watch over and over and over again. I'm looking through my history. So apparently, so apparently I watch a lot of uh, the Carbonaro effect. Oh, I love
1: that show. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: and then I also apparently watch a lot of chill with Bob Ross. I've, I'm yeah, watching, uh, there's a ton of like uh, full seasons of Bob Ross on Netflix. Um, <laughs> And when I just need to relax, you know. Speaking of uh, the slow train ride, the Bob Ross series, especially the show with Bob Ross, which is all his winter scenes, is such a like zen mm-hmm. meditation. Wow!
1: Well, oh, I didn't but, realize. But speaking that, of the Netflix. Carbonaro effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys ever seen Adam ruins everything? Yeah, uh, I'm. We we watch that all the time, and I just realized it's on Netflix. Love that show.
2: He was just on. Well, I don't know if he was just on, but I caught it in my YouTube feed. Um, he was what's his name podcast? Uh,
1: well, Rogan's podcast.
2: Yeah, Rogan's podcast.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I I I like the bits and pieces. I noticed we're now another tangent. I noticed he's got another YouTube channel where it's just like smaller clips from the podcast, like ten to twelve minutes long, rather than yes. like the three-hour episodes. <laughs> um and that's how i ran into uh to adam richmond's one anyway i did see and i i i I struggle to recommend this right now because you're gonna have to pay for it but it's on my list and is amazing um if you're into um music documentaries searching for sugar man Hmm.
1: hmm. i've
0: heard of that oh yeah i remember about this one
2: drop drop if you haven't seen it drop that on the company card to rent (laughs) i will pay for i will pay for that it is such a good movie and it was on netflix um just recently january ish but it looks like they've pulled it and it's also not on amazon prime it's you can only rent it uh, unfortunately but oh my gosh such a great great film does that offer of paying for it
0: go to all of the listeners as well no (laughs) just checking
2: although you know what let's see if let's see if uh anybody's listening. I will. So the first three people that are listening to this, that want to watch searching for sugar, man, um, I'll pay for their rental if they reach out to me. Yeah, that one is, that one is really good. And I'm, I'm not much of a, um, a music documentary fan. Um, but man, that one was good. There's also another one and I, I can't find the name of it, but, um, it was on Netflix. I stumbled across it. It was about the the history of studio musicians so the musicians that are play on a lot of the albums that we remember um but never get any of the publicity they're not they don't go on tour they're just the ones they call in to actually make the studio recordings of the albums i'm gonna have to see if i can find it
0: Yeah. now all i want to do is watch a lot of
2: netflix
1: yeah
2: (laughs) there's a lot of good stuff I haven't I think opened it's called, another window. What I think a... it's called uh, Hired Gun. That's what it's called. Hmm. It's a documentary about um, studio music- musicians. Um, I, th- I think that's the one. It's. It was good. It was good. Is that nice. You... Yeah, I think that's the one. There's another one, um, I think, uh, called The Wrecking Crew that's also about anyway there's some good good ones there but yeah searching for sugar man if you haven't seen it highly highly recommend that one it's uh it is a really really good one going through my list to make sure i don't leave anything out that is a must must watch um there's some on here that I can't find anymore that I wish were still around. Ride the Divides, a good one. I can't find it. Apparently, there's this underground race, mountain bike race from Canada to Mexico. Um, and Ride the Divides, a, a documentary of of one of these. Oh, the, the Barclay Marathons. Yeah, I, it was funny. When you said that, I
0: just thought of that as well. I was just about to say that.
2: Did you watch it?
0: i've watched that yeah that's great, that's I've, a great I've watched one.
2: it three or four times it's so good jim have you have you seen barclay marathons okay i can't hear you no no i okay. haven't seen it uh you absolutely must go watch it i think okay uh, i hope it's still on either netflix or, or amazon it is so good so good
0: yeah it's on netflix still
2: okay no definitely definitely need to check that one out um A really short one on netflix i think only 40 minutes long um long shot it's a good one uh it's about a guy that gets arrested uh, for a crime i think i want to say a murder um and it he ends up getting captured on um on camera being at an event at the time the murder happens and and he ends up getting off it's a, uh, it's an interesting quick one.
1: Oh. Oh, real quick, I just found that that one documentary I was just talking about. It's called "In Defense of Food." Ah, I, yes.
0: I think I heard of that as well.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really good. And I, again, I like how he's not there trying to sell you on one thing or another. Uh, he he's trying his best to be objective. Where right now, like that category of documentaries are anything but uh, but objective. Is that the Michael Pollan one? Yes yes that's him and then he has another series on oh jason you may like this one because it it came up when i was looking for him he has another one that i've started watching some of it it's called cooked which is still on netflix Mm, okay so it shows how various cultures you know prepare meals so i think you, you might enjoy that one
2: yeah i will check that out for those for those that listen to our podcast because we normally talk about business stuff and analytics um there's a couple good ones that I have on my list. Uh, Print the legend. Um, if you're kind of into startup type things, it's a it's kind of at the height of, three um, D printing, um, and a and it follows this this startup company that's that's building three D printers. Uh, it's it's really really interesting. And Alpha Go, um, is a uh, is about uh, is it. I can't remember who made it, made the machine, but it's similar to what was IBM's Watts, Deep Blue, or the one that beat the the machine they built to beat the Kasparov or some of the chess legends that that played chess. Anyway, they built an AI um, powered machine that plays the game Go, um, and AlphaGo is is all about is all about that. It's really really fascinating. Oh, see, now I'm remembering all kinds of other ones, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another one that I was just reminded of when you were talking was uh, called Abstract. It's like a four or five episode uh, documentary series about um, uh, designers in very very different industries. Like one of them focuses on, I mean, there's about car design, interior design, Mm. Uh, all kinds of things, but the the really cool one there's one episode about uh, um, Nike uh, um, Just about the design of the Air Force ones and I don't know it's just very it's very cool very well made but it's just interesting that how it goes into the the process and the story of completely different types of Design for me.
2: It's super cool Abstract it's on Netflix, right? I think I've yeah, seen that it's on in Netflix my, in my feed. Yeah, okay. I'll Have to check that out. Um, They're relatively short too, but
0: yeah, the Nike ones uh, uh, focuses on Tinker Hatfield. If you're into the
2: if you're into the shoe
0: game, he's a he's a big deal. <laughs> yeah.
2: Very cool. Um, yeah, I think we touched on like the ones that I'm like you have to watch these. Uh,
1: I've got a full list now. <laughs> I have
2: I have two more, and one is my my challenge that I want to offer. Um, have you guys seen Icarus? No, I haven't. No. Okay. I've, I've seen Mad. ad. You should watch it. I, I've watched it a couple times. It's really good. It's about doping. Yeah. Huh. Specifically in cycling. Mm.
1: Yeah. Now you mentioned it, I think I've heard of it. I just haven't watched it yet. You should. It's okay. really
2: entertaining. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's a, it's a really good one. Huh. uh one more um speaking of alpha go uh if you're into like those kind of strategy-ish games like go or chess um there's there's one called magnus uh, which is the documentary of magnus carlson who was i think the youngest grandmaster chess grandmaster um which is a was a really really fascinating watch if you're into that again like I don't play Go, I don't play chess. I have a ton of mountaineering, which I haven't mentioned any of them because I've probably mentioned them a lot in in previous podcasts, but I have a ton of mountaineering documentaries that are in my my list. Um, Valley Uprising, The Donwall, Wall, Maru, uh, 180 Degrees South, Touching the Void. <laughs> Man, there's so many good mountaineering ones out there so uh that's kind of my list. you probably have a full list now i I have a, a a challenge one of the the film that I think um got me into documentary uh film was made by John o'Hagan uh, it's called Wonderland and I can't remember when I first saw this movie um but it was it I don't know it had to be had to be a long time ago. Um, but it was the film that got me into documentary film. It is a lower budget documentary film about Levittown in New York, which was this uh, designed community to be the perfect white picket fence type of community. Um, and it just, I, I found the film fascinating. I, I, I can't find it anywhere. Um, the website for it is called wonderlanddocumentary.com. You can kind of read up about it a little bit. I've looked for bootleg copies on YouTube. On on his website, it says it's coming soon to Amazon or iTunes, but I don't know when this was last updated. Uh, I can't find it. If someone could find it, that would be amazing. Or maybe even like track down John, John O'Hagan and say, where can we buy a copy of this film?
1: coming yeah, soon to amazon. amazon and yeah they just have a listing there for the vh test vhs uh version and even that like the none are available
2: yeah I, I i have looked for years to find it i'm like someone has to have a bootleg copy of this on youtube or something and it just doesn't exist do you know the, the of the website can i stream it yeah i and in fact i found a whole thread on reddit about people trying to find it and if people on Reddit can't find it like Uh, you guys don't even know (laughs) then you might as well give up no I can't (laughs) I have to to find it So, Um, yeah that's that's my list I mean I could keep going on and on and on but uh, you guys have a full list and I have a bunch of ones that I haven't seen Um, so many good ones
0: and now is when you announce a new company policy to take a week off to watch Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our,
1: our our summer binge week off. Yeah. <laughs> uh... No, Now th- th- this was a lot of fun. It, it, it's always good to kind of just catch up on these various things. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm trying to find you know, some new stuff to, uh, to, to watch. So I've got a full list of uh, items now that I, I need to put my queue in and actually watch them. Yeah,
2: me too. Now I'm going to have to go back and rewatch some of these. I'm feeling kind of nostalgic. I I, I, I got to go watch the one with the, the series on the 80s toys, though. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Go watch that. That's a lot of fun.
2: Cool. All right.
1: All right, cool. I think uh, that's everything for now. So, um, if anybody doesn't have anything else, we'll go ahead and wrap up. And uh, you know, and again, I'd actually be interested to hear what uh, you know, some recommendations from from our listeners. You know, if they've uh, anything that we didn't touch on here, if they've got some other recommendations, definitely send them our way.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm always I'm always open to, uh, especially documentary. Shoot me recommendations. I'll watch.
1: Cool. Well, until next time, we'll go ahead and wrap up, and uh, I'll catch you guys later. See you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at www.33sticks.com. The 33 Tangents podcast is a production of 33 Sticks.